1: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: I want to talk to Sean King, our pal at VEASAN. He's a VCN analyst, and you can catch him, of course, on VSIN Primetime, weeknights on VSIN. And Sean is kind enough to join us right now on Twitter at sean King. Sean, good to talk to you. Let's get right into it here. Your thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation where a lot of people talking about collusion, this and that. What's your take on what's gone on so far with Lamar Jackson this offseason?
3: Well, Sal, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, It's a very complex conversation. I think the initial point is athletes should always have agents. You know, once you get into corporate America – you understand that negotiations are extremely, extremely like volatile mm. because the company's trying to get the best deal for them. The employee is trying to get the best deal for them. And being in the middle of it creates scars, wounds that don't necessarily always heal. And I think what you saw was. Lamar being affected by the fact that he's directly involved with the negotiations, whether they're right or wrong. And I think the culmination was him not going to the playoff game with Cincinnati. Uh, I had Kadri Ishmael on the VEASAN primetime show. You guys can catch us on VEASAN at from three to six Pacific Monday through Friday. And I told Kadri two weeks ago, this is before they came out with this transition tag. I don't think Lamar ever plays for the Ravens again. Wow. Because as a human, when you feel like somebody disrespects you and negotiations are always disrespectful, if you're involved, that's why there are agents. It's hard to get over that on the humanistic side. And so I think ultimately uh, Baltimore overplayed their hand. I think Lamar made a bad decision and not having an agent. And because of both parties being in the wrong I don't think that relationship is sustainable.
2: So how was Lamar then going to get out of this? Because they obviously slapped him with the franchise tag. What's he going to do, sit out?
3: No. Uh, They gave him the transition tag where he can go and get a great deal from someone else. Now, I know publicly a lot of teams will say they're not interested, but come on. Lamar is 26 years old. Let me repeat that. Lamar Jackson is 26 years old and already an NFL MVP. And in a league where people are looking for transcendent, talented quarterback, who believes that nobody wants Lamar Jackson? I don't.
2: Well, I don't think it's nobody would want him, but I was going to ask you, so I might as well ask you now, would you be scared off at, say, the $230, 250000000 guaranteed commitment and two first-round picks on top of it for a guy whose style of play, Sean, is conducive to getting hurt as we've seen in recent years?
3: Well, first of all, uh, Deshaun Watson brought more back for the Texans than what you would have to get to get Lamar Jackson. Right. Uh, Secondly, who knows what the Packers are going to ask for from the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, will be 40 years old when this season concludes next year. So he's talking about a guy that's 14 years younger who has also been MVP of the league. Like, I just think there's a market for that kind of talent.
2: Well, of course there's going to be a market for that talent, but do you trust... I love Lamar Jackson as a player. I don't know if I would trust him, and because of that awful Deshaun Watson contract, Now, I don't blame Lamar. He's saying, well, if Deshaun got that, then I deserve that. And he's right. He does. But is there going to be a team that's going to give him that when you have to worry about... His health, no, as a quarterback, and you can tell me what you think of him as a pocket passer, how he's developed, but obviously his game is based on his legs and the way he plays. I mean, he's the best running quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He plays the game like a running back, and we know the wear and tear, how quickly the tread comes off the tires on running backs.
3: Well, let me say this. Uh, He threw 36 touchdowns in his career in a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, what's the best receiver Lamar's ever had with the Baltimore Ravens? Like they've always been a defense-oriented squad. Like when you look at the personnel he's had on offense, how could they ever lead the league in passing with those collection of skill players? And this is no disrespect, because those guys are all worthy of being in the National Football League, but they're not elite by any stretch. Who knows what would happen if you gave Lamar Jackson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Boyd? Like, who knows what he could do? Like, if I, I know Miami probably is trying to decide whether or not Tom Brady is really retired. Hmm. But think about Lamar in Miami with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, think about Lamar in Las Vegas with Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jonathan Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. Like, I mean, if you put him with an elite supporting cast, you can't tell me that you think the quarterback is now your deficient spot. So if I'm the Jets, There's no way I'm trading for Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson. Like, that's ludicrous to me.
2: Wow. I'm shocked at that. I mean, Rodgers is a better player, no? No. Like, think about
3: this. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is better than Lamar Jackson? As great. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 40 years old, Sal. He's
2: still a a great player.
3: As great as Aaron Rodgers can be. Listen. Jay-Z said, uh, men lie, women don't. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> right? The truth doesn't have emotions. So think about this. And listen, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, regardless of what happens the rest of his career. But think about this for a second. Last year, Detroit came to Green Bay, right?
2: Mm-hmm. If
3: Green Bay wins that game, Green Bay's in the playoffs, correct? Correct. Who played bad? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. The year before, San Francisco came to Green Bay the second round of the playoffs. The Packers scored seven points. Who played bad in that game? Aaron Rodgers. The year before that, NFC Championship game, Tom Brady and the Bucs came to Green Bay. Who played bad? Aaron Rodgers. So even though he's won regular season MVPs in the playoffs, he hasn't been elite in a while. Right. so like what are you really getting at forty that you wouldn't get and have more longevity with a Lamar Jackson? But
2: Lamar Jackson's he's never healthy for a full season, Sean.
3: Well, the last two years he's battled injuries, but how much of that is and understanding that I haven't got long term security contractually?
2: Why, not wanting to go out there and play?
3: Right. Like yeah, that but, plays into a role. Like yeah. that, that that matters.
2: Uh, I mean, maybe this last year, but the year before that. And don't you think just his style of play in general? Like you could talk about, hey, he has the potential and you want to see him with different weapons. I don't know if I love that argument, but I understand it from your perspective. But how can you then defend his style of
3: play is not more conducive to getting hurt? Well, Jalen Hurts just made it to a Super Bowl, right? Right. Like, what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson's style of play? Like, Josh Allen coming into last year, the Bills were everybody's favorite to get to the Super Bowl. What's the difference between Josh Allen's style of play and Lamar Jackson? Well, I think Lamar Jackson is. uh, uh, Underbind Day Bowl, like, Josh Allen's greatest attribute was his physicality. Right. His ability to pick up first downs, extend series with his legs. Now, he has elite arm talent, but so does Lamar Jackson. But Josh Allen has not won an NFL MVP. Lamar Jackson has.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't like the style that, uh, whether it was Josh Allen a couple years ago, Daniel Jones running the football too much. To me, that is going to get you hurt. And the clear strength of Lamar Jackson is his ability to run the football, his elusiveness, his speed, his skill, all that stuff. That's a clear strength.
3: I, I, I say this, Sal. I don't know that that's necessarily accurate because we've never seen him in a system that allows him to actually distribute the ball in the passing game as the forefront schematically of what they're doing on offense. Right. I mean, like what's it, who's been his best receiver during his time at Baltimore, Sammy Watkins, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, Rashad Bateman. Like in reality, it's been Mark Andrews, the tight end. Like he's never had a receiving core that people feared.
2: I no, I get that. I mean, he also two years ago. I mean, forget this year if you want to talk about injury, Mart or whatever. But he was seventeen uh, touchdowns, seven interceptions. Two years ago, it was sixteen touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. That is quite the regression from a guy who was thirty six and six you know, as far as touchdowns and interceptions in his MVP year a few years ago.
3: So why did Greg Roman get removed from offensive coordinator? Because he was doing a great job, or because they saw that there were some limitations to his approach right. to how they were attacking defenses. So my thing with Lamar Jackson is if you're going to tell me that Anthony Richardson is somebody that you should trade up in the first round of draft, then how are you not willing to give up everything to get Lamar Jackson?
2: Yeah, interesting. So you believe in him. You would go out there and, and look, I love Lamar as a player, but I can understand a reservation about committing that type of money to him when we haven't seen him be put in a situation where he could throw the football 30, 40 times a game and succeed. He's not asked, to your point, he hasn't been asked to do that. You believe he can do that?
3: Well, let me ask you this. If you're the New York Giants, right. what did they just give Daniel Jones? So you mean to tell me the next three to four years you'd rather be attached to Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson?
2: Well, that's I'm glad you brought up Jones because I want to get into him. We're talking with Sean King of VEASAN. He's a VEASAN analyst, host of VEASAN primetime weeknights on VEASAN, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So I've been saying, Sean, to start this show for the hour that it's not about the contract necessarily, but we still don't know, or at least I feel like I don't know, what Daniel Jones is is as a quarterback how do you evaluate what daniel jones has done in his four years overall
3: i think daniel jones is a player that was overdrafted and when you're overdrafted you have unfair expectations on early in your career like daniel jones should have never been a first round pick coming off of what he did at duke yet i'm not against daniel jones getting paid it's not i'm not aggressive towards the player it is what it is but i'm saying he's proven less than Lamar Jackson has. By far. Like, right by far. But nobody has really balked nationally at what Daniel Jones just got from Dallas. Like, Lamar Jackson is better than Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson is better than Kirk Cousins. Like, so you're talking about a guy that's already won NFL MVP. Like, what are we talking about? It's only 26 years old, Sal. Mm. So even if he has flaws, deficiencies. If you take another year and a half to fix those, because he has the arm talent. It's this we're not talking about Tua in Miami, who never physically is going to be able to get the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Right. Lamar Jackson has the arm talent. If we put him in a competition in shorts, he's top three in the league. He's gonna measure if this is the if you judge the quarterbacks right now that are currently in the NFL based on a combined representation, he's top three. Like We're talking about a guy 26 already MVP. Yeah, like you're, Why you're, wouldn't the team be willing to give up two first-round picks to get that?
2: You should be his agent because you're selling me. All of a sudden, I'm thinking my Falcons should go all in and get Lamar Jackson. Where do you think he ends up, Sean?
3: I, this is the part I don't understand. I think his perfect destination is Miami, but I will say this. I don't think Tom Brady is retired.
2: Yeah, so you think Brady's coming Tom, back and playing? I, I'm with you. I've been saying that since day one. There's no way he's retiring.
3: Listen, Miami had to forfeit their first-round pick this year because of tampering with Tom Brady. Yet, Tom Brady retired from Tampa in January and had a 300000000 million-plus deal on the table with Fox to call football games. He came out and said, after he retired, I'm going to take a year off to prepare myself to call football games. And I've seen Tom Brady in a whole lot of interviews. He's actually pretty good. And even if he had reservations about calling games, he retired in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Like, I'm not like a mathematician by any stretch, but that's a whole lot of time to get ready to call a game in September. Right. These kids live in Miami. I think there's still a scenario where Brady ends up being the quarterback of the Dolphins. So I can see why the Dolphins don't want Lamar Jackson, the team that perplexes me, and it's right there in your home city is the new york jets why would you want a 40 year old aaron Rodgers over a 26 year old lamar jackson that that does not make any sense to me whatsoever could
2: it have been that they weren't sure if jackson was going to be made available
3: well if they weren't now they know well but they have not done anything to ascertain aaron Rodgers officially
2: but they put plans in place you know bringing in nathaniel hackett they basically loaded up to go after uh, go make a run at aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I'm let look- me
3: let, let, let me ask you this: With Brees all coming off an injury, mm-hmm. with Garrett Wilson looking like he's on the path to be a legitimate like receiver in this league, with that defense, who's better for the Jets over the next five years, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson?
2: Well, five years, I don't think there's any question. But assuming health, and it's a big assumption, it's Lamar Jackson. It's not even close.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and it's not like the Jets are winning a championship next year with either. Because they're still in a division and conference that has elite quarterbacks. I mean, we're still talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert now has uh, Kellen Moore coordinating the plays. Joe Burrow. I mean, come on. It's not like the AMC is devoid of elite quarterbacks.
2: If, if for whatever reason, Rodgers either decides to stay retired or doesn't want to come to the Jets or the Packers don't want to trade him to the Jets or they can't figure out an agreement, and Rodgers to the Jets is dead. If the Jets then do not pivot to go get Lamar Jackson, then you know we've got a major problem.
3: Absolutely. I think you have a major problem from an evaluation standpoint if you don't halt Aaron Rodgers' talks right now and address Lamar Jackson talks.
2: But it's not just the Jets then, Sean, because there are a lot of teams who need a quarterback, and for whatever reason, we saw earlier in the week Where all of them, and I was just thinking myself, like, all right, well, he wants all this guaranteed money. You talk about the guaranteed money, the two first-round picks. You talk about a guy who's injured, so I could understand reservations. But all of them, why wouldn't Washington, who can maybe do some damage if they have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, why wouldn't Washington be in on him?
3: I could see Washington signing him, but not for the right reasons. I mean, I could see. Daniel Snyder deciding, okay, I'm going to sell the team, but before I sell the team, I'm going to do exactly what nobody in the NFL wants me to do, which is give another player a guaranteed $200-plus deal. That would be out of spite. But what, what I'm saying is Lamar Jackson is a top-ten quarterback in this league, probably top five, like, based on what he's accomplished. Like, we're not talking about a, a guy that's not elite, like, What are his deficiencies? You can say throwing the football, but, again, I ask you, who has he had as a supporting cast offensively? So we don't really know with an elite supporting cast can he throw the football. You look at a team like the Jets. The Jets had Zach Wilson, who they overdrafted. Zach Wilson was never a top-five pick, period. They made a bad evaluation in that draft. That's nothing that Zach Wilson could control. But he got there under unfair expectations. He was never going to live with those expectations because he wasn't that kind of player. They could bring in Lamar Jackson, Brees Hall's healthy, Garrett Wilson is in year two with that defense. They're a legitimate threat.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would not be opposed to it. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. So I would love that. to be a great fit. And I guess if I trace back to the beginning of my personal thoughts on what they should do, I never believed Lamar Jackson was actually going to become available because Baltimore can't let him go. I mean, you lose Lamar Jackson, you might as well fold up shop. You can't let a a franchise quarterback like that go. So I never thought it was realistic, which is why I kind of focused in on Aaron Rodgers. Now that it might be a realistic uh, uh, option for him, and I still don't even believe it, Sean. I know you do, and you bring up good reasons why. I can't imagine Baltimore, a well-run organization, is not going to figure out a way to make this happen. Bring him back. So
3: watch this. I, I was raised you know, by a, a black Baptist minister in the South. And he always taught me, association breeds assimilation. So when you think about Baltimore and their contract negotiations with Lamar, no one in that division respects the Haslam family as far as their ability to make the proper decision for the Browns and for the league. So Lamar is negotiating with that also hanging over the negotiations. They hate it. Everybody in the league hates the deal that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. The Ravens are in the same division. So obviously, internally, there seems to be a consensus that we are not going to do what the Browns did. And I think that plays into that negotiation. At the end of the day, how often does Lamar Jackson become available? Like, Think about this. Like, this isn't next year where you got Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May and all these, like, quarterbacks that look like they're going to be, like, potentially, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes light, you know, on their floor. Like, Bryce Young's a really good player. C.J. Stroud's a really good player, but they don't project to be better than Lamar Jackson. Like, just think about it from that, that prism. Like, this is an elite talent. Right. Right. So, Why? right
2: so 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 may ask you flat out because it's not just the Jets or it's not just the Ravens it's it's the Falcons it's the Washington football team it's the Panthers all these teams that could desperately use a quarterback have an opportunity to go get a former MVP and they're not going after it. do you think that there's some kind of collusion taking place
3: I don't think there's collusion I just think the evaluation process when it comes to quarterback is flawed in the National Football League it's the reason that the 49ers who are one of the most competent organizations we've ever seen when it comes to roster management will give up what they gave up to trade up and select Trey Lance. A guy that had only played one year at North Dakota State, a guy that was super raw, that was going to need to go to a team that had no expectations and play for two years just from experience standpoint. And yet they made that mistake. The same reason that the Jets would trade up and take a, Kid and Zach Wilson out of BYU, his only great year in college was during COVID when BYU played no power five opponents. Like I think the uh, evaluation process at quarterback is flawed.
2: Interesting. I mean, there are mistakes made left and right. And some of these teams just don't seem to get it. I want to ask you at least a couple more here, Sean, before we really go talk with Sean King, VEASAN analyst. You can check out his show on VEASAN. It's VEASAN primetime weeknights, Monday through Friday, three to 6 PM Pacific time. Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? Who do you think is better?
3: Well, I think Daniel Jones has more upside. But again, I would not have given Daniel Jones the contract that the Giants did. I would have franchised Daniel Jones. Because with the contract that they gave him, if he doesn't progress, if he doesn't elevate they're stuck. you can't move off of this deal for three years. Are those two after
2: two years they were able to get out of it the last even
3: I mean, even two. I mean, after giving him this deal, knowing that you still have to compensate Saquon Barkley, how do they upgrade now the receiving core, which is one of the bottom five in the league? I know you get Wondell Robinson and Sterling Shepard back from injury, but it's still nothing that anybody fears.
2: They need to address wide receiver. I know it's uh, in the draft. It's going to be something uh, to look at because obviously the free agents are are not going to do it. But because they didn't franchise Tag Jones, now they have some more money to be able to do that this particular year. Are you, Sean, and in the way that you were talking about Lamar Jackson, I think that you are, are you one of these guys? And look, you're a former NFL quarterback, so who better to ask than you, somebody who actually did it? Are you one of these guys that believe a quarterback is going to be evaluated based on what's around him? Or can you individually look at these quarterbacks and see a difference between two different
3: players? Well, I have a gift. I can look at quarterbacks and tell who's fixable and who isn't. Who's elite and who's average. Who can't win. And when I look at Lamar and I look at what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen, a kid coming out of Wyoming that had a lot of warts, that had no consistency, but had elite talent, and he refined that talent and got it to be from a presentation and production standpoint where people thought he was an elite player, why don't you go after Lamar Jackson and do the same thing? His ceiling is higher than Daniel Jones' ceiling. And I'm not knocking Daniel Jones. I'm glad he got paid. I don't ever, like, want any of these guys not to get paid because understand this, everybody that's listening, the salary pool is a small piece of the total pie for every organization. So think about what they're bringing in, what income and revenue are they generating if they can afford to pay these salaries. So I'm not knocking the player. What I'm saying is organizationally, when you attach yourself to an average quarterback at a high price, You're stuck. You think Jones could get to another level? We're going to see. We're going to find out. I think Daniel Jones is better suited for a team in warm weather or inside of a dome. I don't think his talent really manifests itself in inclement weather. And unfortunately, playing in New York, you're going to get inclement uh, weather a whole lot, especially when it really matters the last quarter of the season. Look at that game against Philly. Yeah. Like, just go rewatch the game against Philly. Did Daniel Jones look like a $40 million-a-year quarterback?
2: Not to me. I mean, you you rank him. This is the last one for you, Sean. I appreciate your time. We'll let you go after this one. Rank him in the NFC East, just the top three quarterbacks.
3: Uh, Jalen Hurts is absolutely first. Um... I think Dak, because he's been in the league longer, is probably second, but I'm not, I don't think Dallas has ever winning anything of significance with Dak. Then you go Daniel Jones. But listen, I had Sam Howell as my number one quarterback in last year's draft. And now that they have Eric enemy, he's bringing in that Andy mm. Reid system. I think that Sam Howell is going to surprise a whole lot of people. I had him rated first last year in that class.
2: Interesting. I never even heard of the guy.
3: Man, he's three years in North Carolina. Hey, Sal, three years in North Carolina. Go look it up. Yeah, I don't right. know how people forgot how good for how long he was in North Carolina.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not a big college football guy. Sean, I mean, I got married. I have a kid. Like, I got to give something up. I can't watch college football the way that I used to. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. Sundays are taken. That's understood. My wife knew the deal on Sundays, but I got to give her a Saturday. So that's why I have guys like you on who could educate me on some of these youngsters.
3: Hey, when you get when you get some free time and everybody's listening, go back and look at Sam Howell's three years in North Carolina and look at the production, and then look at what he was playing with and against. He's an elite player. I think he's going to be outstanding for Washington. Unfortunately, they're in a situation where who knows what Mr. Snyder's going to do. You know, with everything that's hanging over him and how the organization is going to be viewed, but. I'm just telling you, hey, I hope Daniel Jones turns into everything that the Giants want him to be. I would never have given him that guaranteed money. And if anybody that knows Woody Johnson is listening to this, go get Lamar Jackson.
2: I like it. Sean King of v You can check him out Monday through Friday, v Prime primetime, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Sean, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. All right, Sal. There you go. Hey, he sold me. Screw Rodgers. I want Jackson.